0: Ladies and gents, my name is Brandon Stover. Welcome to the How to Solve Climate Change course from Plato University. Causes, systems, obstacles, solutions to this global challenge is what you're going to learn here today. When you're ready to learn more skills, join us for free at Plato.University. Let's get started with today's lesson. We'll have our expert guests briefly introduce themselves and their credentials for why they are able to speak to this topic.
1: My name is Ratan Lahal. I'm a Distinguished University Professor of Soil Science at Ohio State. And uh, agroforestry is an important subject in terms of sustainable and regenerative agriculture. While in Africa, uh, for about 20 years working in the West African region, I had uh, field experiments on agroforestry involving glaricidias and lucina and other tropical leguminous trees to grow nitrogen in soil so that uh, the fertilizer use can be reduced. At the same time, the agroforestry hedges on the contour were an effective means to conserve water and soil. I think agroforestry is an important regenerative agroecology-based farming system.
0: Can you explain to us what agroforestry is from a first principles perspective?
1: Agroforestry is growing seasonal crops and perennial vegetation, such as shrubs and trees, on the same land to conserve water and soil and to improve productivity and use efficiency of input. So it's a judicious combination of uh, crops and livestock with uh, uh, trees so which can uh, improve the productivity and resource use efficiency. I must mention agroforestry has both component uh, trees involved with crops and trees involved with livestock. as. Well.
0: And why would agroforestry help to possibly solve climate change?
1: One of the aspects of climate change is that agriculture has been a source of emission of greenhouse gases, such as carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, ever since the beginning of agriculture, about 10,000 years ago. Consequently, agricultural lands have lost a considerable part of the total carbon stock from soils because of extractive farming practices, and at the same time, because of soil degradation especially by erosion, and consequently, in most uh, traditional cropping systems and livestock raising system, there's a negative carbon budget. What we put carbon in the soil uh, is less than what we remove from soil by plowing, by erosion, by increasing mineralization, and uh, release of uh, greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Uh, therefore, any practice that can create a positive carbon budget, conserve soil and water, uh, would be a climate smart or climate resilient uh, agricultural system. So agroforestry comes under that category. It would create a positive soil and ecosystem carbon budget.
0: And why would agroforestry maybe not help to solve it or fall short of being a solution?
1: Climate change is a, such a humongous problem. There is no one panacea that would be universally applicable for all the soil types and all the uh, ecosystems and all the ecoregion, all the socioeconomic and biophysical factors, especially in a mechanized agriculture. Such as that in North America and part of Brazil and uh, South America and part of Western Europe, where hedges on a short space in like every four meter or every five meter, ten meter apart, it could be a limitation. But on the small landholders which practice two-acre, five-acre, ten-acre kind of farm and have mostly small size operations, manual tractors and something that you walk behind the machine, which is pulled by some kind of fossil energy. I think agroforestry can be applied broadly, but certainly large-scale farming it may not. But at the same time, agroforestry may also compete with water resources in arid climate. For example, some of the hedges I was using in Africa Every four meter apart or Galaricidia and Lucina, right next to the hedge, the crop growth would be often restricted to reason competition for water and B also some shading effect if the pruning is not done properly. But by and large, uh, if we improve biodiversity and uh, increase complexity of the farming system, uh, its sustainability and climate resilience attributes are improved.
0: Speaking of the people that are involved with this, who would benefit most from agroforestry as a solution? And then who may be harmed the most by it as a solution?
1: I'm not sure whether agroforestry would be a harmful practice under any condition. It may be a neutral practice in terms of the economic benefits. But it's certainly, definitely beneficial for small landholders, farmers of the world, which are 500 million by number mm. in uh, sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia, Caribbean regions and it's certainly really? has, uh, positive effects.
0: How does agroforestry work? If we came up to a piece of land, how do we start bringing it in- into these cultured systems?
1: I would look at the uh, topographic map. Of the land, and if uh, it is, let's say, more than 5% slow, uh, then it's a sloping land. And in those land on contour, if you can establish uh, perennial uh, shrubs or trees which can be cut and pruned, uh, they could conserve water and uh, soil as soon as these are established. There are examples of agroforestry in South America, which they call live fences, where the trees are grown as a fence on the borders, and they could also be fodder trees. They can be grazed, so that would become a livestock component of the agroforestry system. So I think that is the uh, system, the way it works. The matching component is how to avoid shade, because shade, can affect most crops, although shade can be beneficial to livestock. So pruning the trees uh, during the crop growth stage so that there is no shading effect and there is no competition for water is something that is uh, important to understand and uh, plan accordingly
0: agroforestry to work as a solution. What innovation or policy or things need to still be built for this to be widely accepted?
1: You brought up the question of where it may be having some uh, harmful or negative effect. And I indicated mechanized farming large scale, because you have to have hedges far apart to accommodate a mechanized system. In some cases, there may be more ecological benefits rather than economic benefits, that means farmers may get lesser income. In some cases, under those circumstances, since the agroforestry will have much broader sociological and ecological benefit to the community, society as a whole, policy should be pro-farmer and pro-nature, so that the farmer doing Pro-nature, agricultural practices are rewarded economically. In other words, farmers to be paid for ecosystem services that they are creating, conserving water, uh, preventing soil erosion or reducing risk of soil erosion, putting carbon back in the land which we have already lost so we can return it back to the land, improving biodiversity. And in some cases, having hedges can also minimize risks of uh, pests and pathogens. For example, the insects, some hedges can uh, repel or attract insects away from the crops where they might damage. So they're called push-and-pull kind of uh, effects. So there are uh, quite a few um, aspects which are uh, quite important in terms of the ecological benefits which uh, policymakers could promote through payment for ecosystem services.
0: What are some of the best resources to learn more about agroforestry in relation to climate change?
1: There are literature. IPCC had several reports in which agroforestry is mentioned as one of the options. There is a CGIR system that has centers which are dealing with agroforestry and forestry. There is one called ICRAF, which is based in Nairobi. They have several reports on it. International Institute of Tropical Agriculture in Ibadan, Nigeria, had a very active program on research and publication on agroforestry. Some of my work and my colleagues, the late Dr. B.T. Kang, his work is published by them from 70s and 80s. A similar center in South America such as SIA and SIMIT have uh, reports on um, agroforestry for smallholder. There is a center called um, CIFAR, I believe it's in uh, Indonesia, uh, that has a FEO in Rome, Italy, would have uh, reports and literature available. In Nairobi, again, I would have... So there are quite a few organizations, even World Bank has sometimes reports on improved agricultural systems, and of course, most university and there's the Agroforestry Journal also, mm-hmm. published, I believe, from, it's called Agroforestry Systems. That's a journal published from ICRAF in Nairobi. So that's a good source of literature.
0: Right now, you're speaking to passionate students who want to actually solve problems like these. What top three skills should they study so that they actually have the ability to do so?
1: In relation to climate change, uh, the person uh, should be uh, familiar with how to do soil carbon budget and climate carbon budget. I think that would be an important part. Is the agroecosystem that we are working on carbon positive or carbon negative? I think that it would be useful for uh, the person to understand how to measure and how to evaluate uh, greenhouse gas emissions from agroforestry based system, especially looking at the emission of uh, methane and nitrous oxides, CH4 and N2O. CH4 is about 21 times more potent than CO2 and N2O 310 times. And then also look at the other ecological benefits and quantify them. Uh, for example, water runoff and Soil water storage in the root zone, and uh, soil erosion, uh, both wind and water, which can be affected. So, quantification skills, modeling skills on the ecological budget of carbon water sediments. At the same time, and knowledge about coupled cycling of elements, landscape level, For example, copper cycling of water with carbon nitrogen, that would be very useful. If a student is interested in topic, then looking at the economic benefit and social acceptability, how to evaluate, how to conduct survey and get information from farmers in a way that they are providing you their perception, their understanding of what the system does and how it is beneficial to them. I think those are some of the important skills that anybody who's doing research and management of agroforestry system should have.
0: Any final recommendations for the audience?
1: I think if we could have policies which are pro-nature, pro-farmer, and pro-agriculture, that should help. Therefore, communication with policymakers is a very important aspect. Second uh, priority would be translating science into action through uh, private sector who promote uh, seed for the hedges or machinery for pruning or uh, anything private sector can play a role. And thirdly, improving awareness about the importance of the finite nature of the precious soil resource. And it's uh, very fragile. Condition that it can be very readily degraded and depleted, so that how to sustain and manage it. And just like I mentioned, policymakers and private sector, I think it's equally useful to involve a a religious organization. Uh, I'm uh, impressed with uh, Pope Francis, how strong he comes up with in his statement on conservation and sustainable management. of His encyclical has excellent communication on this subject of sustainable management. So I think keeping all those avenues open to address this very complex issue of addressing climate change and uh, through promotion of agroforestry that increases biodiversity is very useful. Yeah.
0: Let's practice these skills. Pick a pike of land in your area and use available data and online calculators to estimate the potential carbon sequestration benefits of implementing an agroforestry system. Thank you for taking the How to Solve Climate Change course. If you want to learn the skills to solve this global challenge, join us for free at Plato.University for exclusive content, extra resources, and actionable exercises with every lesson. This course was produced by Plato University where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at Plato.University.